Welcome to Choose Beauty, a modern salon podcast. This episode is sponsored by Malibu C. As leaders in wellness solutions for hair and skin since 1985, Malibu C's mission statement remains the same, to solve problems for every human being using nature-inspired, patented technologies based in science, not marketing hype. Malibu C is committed to researching, developing, and manufacturing earth-friendly wellness products. This means they use PET recyclable bottles, 100% vegan plant-derived ingredients, and they work hard to keep their carbon footprint small while still thinking big. Malibu C is 100% made in the USA. Find out more at MalibuC.com and find them on Instagram at MalibuCPro. In this episode, Anne Murado, Director of Brand Content Strategy for Modern Salon, sits down with Missy Peterson, Global Director of Education and Artistry for Malibu C. They discuss Missy's path into beauty, how she is connecting and engaging with partners during the pandemic, as well as what her advice is for someone thinking about choosing beauty as a career. And now, Anne's conversation with Missy. Hi, everybody, and thanks so much for joining us again to with Choose Beauty. Today, I'm so delighted to be with Missy Peterson. Missy is the Global Director of Education and Artistry at Malibu C. And, and we all know Malibu C as you know, beloved in the industry for their products that create the, the perfect palette for hair color and also their products that clarify and restore balance to hair and scalp. They, they have 100% vegan wellness solutions for hair, scalp, and skin. But Missy is going to talk to us today about her journey in beauty because her story is unique in that, you know, she is a licensed cosmetologist but she came inside a brand. She is inside working on development, on education, and as her title suggests, artistry. So let's talk with Missy Peterson. Missy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Anne. That was an awesome introduction. I'm, I'm so pleased to be here with you. Oh, thank you. And I have been able to hear a little bit about your story in the past because we've known each other, but Tell our audience about your beauty background. Okay, mine mine started a little bit differently. Most people know when they're younger that you know they're artistic. They want to get into something artistic. I I grew up with a mom that is a hairstylist, and watching her in the salon, we didn't you know we didn't have the best relationship. So I was determined I was not going to follow in her footsteps. Um, so I didn't necessarily look at beauty. It ended up happening because I was working retail. I ended up managing my mom's salon and I was finishing up college. I had one semester left to uh, get my degree to be a psychologist. And my mom noticed I was spending more time in the salon than I was in the office. And so I took a step back and thought, you know, I have one semester left. Let me try beauty school because I had a very different view of what beauty school would be. My mom is not a colorist. She never has been. So I watched her do styling, shampoo sets. You know, she was just very basic, worked with an elderly clientele. And I thought, you know, this is going to be easy. I can go and, and do this. And if I like it, great. I'll work in the salon. If I don't, 
I'll finish my degree. So here we are <laughs> in the beauty industry 20 years later. Um, and it was kind of like a full circle moment for me because I realized all of the training that I had had in, in psychology and sociology, I took that into the salon with me. So I, I had the best of both worlds. I got to do what I wanted to do in talking with clients, but also being able to be creative. When I was in beauty school and finally realized, okay, this is not just combing hair and using rollers and brushes. And I mean, I really changed my perspective. There's chemistry, microbiology, physiology, anatomy, so many different things go into, into our profession. So I, I, I really take it personally, actually, when people say, oh, you're just a hairstylist. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. We're also chemists and doctors and psychologists. Like, we are so much more. And it just kind of, it kind of went from there. I had a five-year plan for myself, and I'm very goal-oriented in, in the profession. I always have to have something that I'm working towards. And unfortunately, at the time, I finished my five-year plan in two years. <laughs> so it was, oh, what next? So I'm a nerd for all education. So just really getting into the industry and getting into different classes, especially classes in, in things that I didn't specialize in, because I never wanted to be in a situation where I couldn't answer a question. And that's really where it became prevalent to me. Okay, education might be where I want to go in the industry. How interesting and, and how wise of you to have had a plan. You know, we, we see more than ever now today the importance of planning. Definitely. How did you, you know, you, as you mentioned, education was so important to you for yourself and you were sharing with others. But then how, do you, how did it come into your mind that, hey, I'd like to take this inside a different environment, outside the salon, and maybe into a company where I can be involved in you know, developing the products and the education programs and the photo shoots, everything? Where, where, where did that transition come That really came from, so when I started beauty school, I already had carpal tunnel. So I knew that it would probably be limited. I wouldn't be able to stand behind the chair for 40 years. So really looking into education, my goal was to become American board certified as a hair colorist. So after I did that and accomplished that goal, my sales rep walked into my salon and I, I just asked him, I said, well, I just, I just got certified, board certified. I can teach for any color company. Who should I teach for? And without missing a beat, he said, Malibu C. And I just kind of looked at him. I was like, well, they're not a color company. <laughs> Why would I go teach for Malibu C? And he said, Missy, trust me, just go sit in one of their classes and you'll understand. And that's really where I would recommend you go because I wouldn't have to choose a color line. I didn't want to be married to, to one company. I wanted to be able to use the tools that I loved and, you know, not have to totally switch brands. So, so I did, I went to a class and after this class, and I was so mad, I was so upset that the stuff that was taught in this class, we don't teach it in beauty school. And if I would have learned the information that Malibu C gave at that class when I was in beauty school, I would have been far more dangerous, far sooner. It totally changed my, my perspective. So um, I ended up connecting with Jerry Jones, who is our global director of sales. And started as an independent contractor. 
and just started doing beauty show, you know, beauty shows and teaching in the classroom. And Jerry called me one day and says, Missy, how, how um, committed are you to Malibu feet? And that's when they offered me a position to come on board full time. And I, I joke a lot and say I became a director on accident because it wasn't, I mean, I, I owned the salon. I still had multiple years on my lease. I had a full book. I mean, things were going really, really well in the salon. And I came home, talked to my husband about it and, you know, really looking at it from the industry standpoint, I was a salon owner that, and a lot of people think that that's a very prestigious thing. It's an important thing and it's a, it's a more in-depth job than what people realize. And it, you know, it's rewarding, but on the flip side of that, you're responsible for everything and everybody going on in the salon and retirement is just not something that's focused on, especially when you're a booth rent stylist. And so talking to my husband and looking at it, it was like, you know, I don't have any retirement. I hadn't planned ahead that way. And so I need to make some changes. And here we are. I've been with Malibu C um, around seven years. I've been full-time with them five years and it completely changed my, my everything, my whole world. So it's very, very dear to my heart. Yeah, a very different career trajectory maybe than you imagine when you first went into beauty school because I don't, I mean, who knows what the options are until you start exploring like you did by going and sitting in that classroom. Yeah, that was, that was life changing for me. And it was, I mean, it kind of, it kind of happens to me like that. I ended up owning my own salon. It was, it was something that I always wanted to do. Once I got my license, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing hair. I'm apprenticing under my mom. The next step, I want to go into a, a different commission salon and then go booth rent and then own my own. And so I wasn't ready to own my own. It so happened that the salon owner I worked for at the time, um, she just decided she didn't want to be a salon owner anymore. So out of all of the girls that worked together, I was the one with the resources that was able to open a salon because of my mom. She had saved all of her things. So I became a salon owner on accident. <laughs> I became an educator. I mean, I, it was all supposed to happen, I'm sure, but it didn't happen in my time frame which I think stylists are dealing with that now more than ever because what's going on in the industry, this was not on anybody's radar. Nobody could have planned for all of the different things that are happening right now. So for me, looking forward, and I just had a conversation with one of our artists last week, and I'm very grateful that I am with a brand and that I am full-time because I'm not sure how I would have been able to navigate what's going on in the industry. Um, stylists, we're creative people, not to say we're not good business people, but the creative passion is usually what comes first and we deal with the finances after. So, you know, I feel very blessed to be in the situation that I'm in and just be able to be a resource for people who are looking for things to do while they're not at work. Absolutely. And I know that this question, um, I, I'm going to ask you next would be one answer, maybe pre-COVID and another answer now in the middle of it, but just to give us sort of a sense of how you work with inside the company, can you sort of talk about your typical day? I'm, I'm, I'm sure that every day is different, but what are some of the things that come up 
that you um, navigate through now on a daily basis. Okay. Um, you brought up before when you introduced me the different things that, that I do with Malibu C. It, I have a very interesting position to where I am working with the sales team, with the marketing team, with the education team. Um, I also work in product development. So Malibu C is, is very unique in that we do everything ourselves. So we have one large campus, everything from, you know, development, the lab, the packaging, shipping, all of that is, is done in one place. So I'm really able to have my hands in multiple different places and at the same time. So typically for me, pre-COVID, it was really dealing a lot with our education team and doing hair shows and coordinating that. And I do all of the contracts for marketing as well. So it's, it's looking, looking at that post or during COVID, um, we had to take a totally different view and everything had to move digital. So again, working with our distributors, working with the trades, working with our social media, our marketing company, um, a typical day is usually it's, it's meetings for me, it's negotiations, it's education sessions. Um, working with our educators and artists, trying to come up with different ways for stylists to stay, you know, engaged. We want to make sure that we're, we're talking to everybody. So it just, I don't want to say chaos. My day is not chaos. It's just fluid. We'll put it that way. Fluid. <laughs> That's a good choice. I like that. Um, well, that really leads into my next question because I've watched you um, really work to keep uh, your community connected, but also, you know, share outside uh, with education, with inspiration, and with information just to help people navigate. Can you talk a little bit about what that's been like, what you've been doing just from your home office to, to keep people engaged and keep the communication flowing? Oh, absolutely. So um, Malibu C is an international company. So not only am I educating domestically and coming up with what that looks like, but I'm also working with our global partners to figure out, you know, how to help, how to help them and keep it prevalent. Um, looking at our social media, we really had to step up our game. And all of the educators that work with Malibu C, notice I didn't say for, I said with, um, they're all independent and they're all stylists behind the chair. That's very important to me that our educators are still hands-in active. So it was coordinating, coordinating different education things with them, working with other brands to, you know, have some joint education. We did the virtual Olaplex, which was amazing. So I think on the plus side of, of what's going on, it's given brands the opportunity to really connect with people who might necessarily not have ever been a partner because we're all sitting in the same boat. So, you know, people can only listen to so much. So trying to make sure that the inspiration is there, that we're answering questions, real world questions. Um, Malibu is not a company that's, that's based on marketing. So I'm really proud that when we answer a question, we're not answering a question to sell you a product. We're answering a question to educate you. And that's my passion. So a lot of my time has been spent, spent there and working with our team. They let me play on Facebook and, but they don't let me touch Instagram. So, so I spend a lot of time there and the guys really pick up the, pick up the other half working with a marketing company. We have an amazing partner 
and a company out in California. So they keep us pretty busy. You know, I, I love that um, the way that you talked about sort of looking at things from a, a real world perspective, from a hairdresser's perspective, because I think uh, the importance of introducing uh, products, tools, systems that really address the needs of somebody who is going to be working with them. So you come from that place. You know what someone's life is like. You know what you can offer them to maybe make their day a little simpler. Mm -hmm. Where do you look when you are kind of looking for inspiration for that next launch? Um, what are you listening to? What are you paying attention to? so that you know what to bring next to the market? Oh, that's a great question because um, it is very different. I, I remember coming to the chemist at Malibu and I said, okay, we've got someone sitting in the chair. They've got green hair. This is the product they use. And he was just very, he looked at me and he said, well, that, that chemically can't happen. And I said, great, but it did. So now how do we fix it? So really bringing that to the table in development. So what I look at is I, I watch the questions and complaints that people have online. So if they're talking corrective color, that's my background. That's what I specialized in was corrective color. So that's usually where I focus. Um, listening to them saying, you know, I wish I had a tool that did this. This has been a reoccurring problem. Malibu's a solution-based brand. So as soon as we hear an issue, we'll work to, to come up with a solution. So my goal is to look at, you know, what are they missing? If they're standing there doing this correction, what would, like you said, what would make it easier if they had it at their disposal? And that's really where a lot of our development comes from, especially on the pro side. The consumer side, we look at that a little bit differently. Um, everything we do, to be honest, though, Anne, is developed for the professional and then geared to where the consumer can maintain what the professional did. We're going to support the professional first always. So getting into different aspects of, of what we can do, our hand sanitizer is a great example. That was not on Malibu's radar at all. It was a response to the situation that was happening. And because we do our own manufacturing, we were able to halt everything Malibu C and focus on you know, hand sanitizing gel, spray, a vitamin C zinc um, additive that you can put in your food, your water, everything. I mean, really looking at wellness as a, as a whole package. Um, there have been a couple of times that, that it's been brought to the table. Well, do we make a product that does this? And I'm very proud to say that, that Tom, Tom Porter, you know Tom, the founder of Malibu C, he has a saying, just because we can make it doesn't mean we should. So there have been times where it's like, okay, the guys need this. And, you know, it just doesn't fall in the wellness realm. So we'll let somebody else make that is, is how we kind of approach it. But I really look to the new guys too. I look to the new stylists out there that are asking questions. I'm looking at how they're answering the questions. Um, there was just a post day where somebody was talking about how they approach something in the 80s versus how stylists would approach it now. And the, the phrase that came to my mind is, when you know better, you do better. So, yeah, we used, I mean, I remember my mom telling me, use cigarette ashes to get color off the skin. Well, now we have professional products for that. So now that we know better, we do better. And that, that's really how it comes to the table. It's a suggestion. 
and then we we walk through it. You know, what are the benefits? What are the drawbacks? What are the costs? And I think coming from a stylist perspective, stylists think they understand the manufacturing part of the business. And oh my gosh, the it is so not what we think it is. Um, there are a lot of of things out there that stylists believe that just don't happen on the manufacturing side. For example, if somebody's color goes wrong, they'll say, well, so-and-so brand must change their formula because they've done this before. I promise everybody on all that's holy, manufacturers do not change the ingredients and not tell you until you actually use it. So then you have to, you have to look at things from a different perspective. Um, there are so many products that I would love to just say, okay, guys, can we make this and get it right out? It takes so much planning. And as a stylist, I didn't realize that I have to look at how much does the label cost, how much app costs. Um, a lot of that goes into play when you're figuring out what you can even sell it for. So it was a whole different world for me coming into, coming into a manufacturer. Um, Tom says it was a benefit to have fresh eyes coming from behind the chair because you know, we, we do have things that we believe that Malibu's working hard to uh, debunk a lot of myths. I think it would always be valuable to have that perspective because you know how it's truly used uh, in real life. Sometimes, you know, a manufacturer has an idea of how this is going to be used, but, but you know, you're creative artists and you're going to find different ways or you're going to cocktail something or I, I think it's I think it's always so valuable to have the professional's voice in anything that is introduced and released. Yeah, I think it gives us a security, a sense of security, because you know, a stylist has been hands-in. We've had things go wrong. We know that sometimes stylists don't necessarily read directions. We'll read it and take it as a suggestion, but we're going to use the product however it's going to work for us. So really coming to the table with, okay, that's nice that this is how you're suggesting they use it. This is how they're actually going to use it. So I, I feel like that's been a benefit to Malibusi. Absolutely. You know, my last question is, and, and I loved hearing about how you made this discovery once you got into cosmetology school that it was so much more than, as you said, brush, rollers, you know, yeah. pin curls. I mean, that, that there was so much involved. Now today, when considering the fact that our, you know, our world feels uh, a little upended and certainly things feel um, like we don't know what's, what's going to be coming next, maybe. But there are still people looking at beauty as a profession and a career choice. If someone came to you and said, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about cosmetology school, I'm thinking about going into beauty, what would you say to them, Missy? Well, there are actually three aspects that I would talk to them about. Um, the beauty industry is an amazing industry to be in. I've, I've never been a part of something else like it. So I would never discourage somebody from going into the beauty business. But what I would say is learn the beauty business. Make sure you understand before you get behind the chair that you're not just standing behind the chair. There's, there's the business part that has to go with it. So I would definitely tell them to, to focus on that make sure you're working with somebody who can help you with the financial part because that's where a lot of stylists get hung up. 
um, because you know we're not accountants, we're not necessarily business people, so we need some help. The um, one of the other things would be to really be open to learn what your strengths and weaknesses are. Not everybody is good at everything. That's okay. It would be ridiculous if if we were. So it's never, it should never be looked down on that you know, okay, this this is my weakness. So if, for example, I, I do not do blowouts. If I pick up a round brush, you're getting a haircut. So I know, okay, I'm going to send you, to, oh, I'm going to send you over here. I'm going to send you to Catherine. She's going to be able to do a beautiful blowout. But if you walk in the door with henna and black's box dye, dye all over your hair and you have hair taste and you want to be platinum, I'm your girl for that. So I think seeing what your strength is, what your passion is, but also recognizing what your weakness is because you don't want to disappoint. The, the third thing that was so important in my career behind the chair as well as in a manufacturer setting is find a mentor. Find someone who does what you want to do really well and learn from them. It's so important to look at it from so, so many different perspectives. Because if you had asked me before I came into a manufacturer who my mentors were, those people are very different than who I would say are my mentors from the business side, from the manufacturing side. But the cool thing is I have resources on both sides. So definitely find someone. Find someone who speaks to you, who you can understand the way that they're teaching, and just learn their methods, learn their practices so you have something to go for. That is such sound advice, and really, I would think that 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 could apply to every walk in life, couldn't it? Yeah, to, it really could. You know, mentorship, understand the business, and some financial smarts as well. Yeah, that one was really important because I I looked at my mom standing behind the chair. She's she's done hair longer than I've been alive, um, and she is a prime example. She was the most amazing stylist, but she was never meant to be a business person. So watching her go through retirement, not having, you know, a backup plan, she wasn't focused on it. So it really was eye-opening to me, and especially the stylists now who are not able to work, um, goes to you guys who are able to navigate this and, and really take it in stride because we are empathic people, and it's, it's hard not to have human connection, but then the stress of finances on top of that, there's, there's so much happening in the world. So I mean, you guys reach out to each other, use social media, listen to podcasts, make sure you stay connected because it's so important to be able to move forward. Thank you so much, Missy. What a, what a great interview you are. You've been my resource for, for many articles and, and interviews in the past, but I'm so happy to have heard your story at sort of a deeper level. And I look forward to when we can see each other in real life. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Anne. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Choose Beauty, a Modern Salon podcast. Stay up to date on all the latest industry news at ModernSalon.com. Follow us on social media at Modern Salon on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of Choose Beauty. And thanks to our sponsor, Malibu Sea the leaders in wellness solutions for hair and skin since 1985. Don't forget to check them out at MalibuC.com as well as at MalibuCPro on Instagram.